Welcome. So you know what I mean? Uh, this is episode 38 and I still don't know how to use my computer or how to use um, my mixer that I use every week. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to get a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I um, this is one, you know, this, this is my second week back now. Today it's Monday. Uh, this is the first time I'm recording when it's like bright outside in a very, very long time. So it's kind of cool to be doing it right now. Um, uh, but it's one week uh, in the books, back in construction, completely loving it. Um, you know, I only had switched because I had gone into residential construction and did not like that one bit. But being in commercial and just getting getting my hands dirty and doing all this uh, hard work, loving it so far. I'm sure, as history often repeats itself, I will uh, be jaded once again, but I'm going to enjoy this period of feeling good. Thank you. That's it. That's the end of the episode. No, but um, uh, I wanted to uh, talk about something. Talk talk about crazy things that you read. A lot of times I just go, uh, and I've talked about this uh, numerous times on the show, but I love to look at the um, the anxiety fueling. Just you just scroll your your iPhone over and just look at the Apple News uh, like thumbnails that that pop up. And this is one that came up, and I just thought it was uh, uh, especially disturbing. So let's see what this is from. This is from USA Today. I feel like I'm always talking about articles from USA Today. Um, USA Today, if you're listening, please send me money for giving you um, maybe two or three clicks that are mostly just me pressing it. But still, I'd like to get my piece of the pie. Uh, So, Governor faces criticism for saying he hopes Democrats become so rare, we have to hunt them with dogs. Okay, what does that even mean? That's like the thing, like, I'm not even like going deep into like the political stuff. I I guess I side more with Democrats, but um, I also think that the both sides of the aisle are, are, you know, destroying our country for what it is. But um, let's say this. uh, Yeah, Democrats in South Carolina are calling for an apology over comments. GOP Governor Henry McMaster. McMaster sounds like a goddamn slave driver. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so comments that that slave driver made during Saturday's South Carolina Republican Party convention, and according to the state reporter Joss, uh, jo- Joseph <laughs> Joseph Bustos, McMaster said, "I look forward to the day that Democrats are so rare we have to hunt them with dogs." Shout out to the Ordell train. Uh, and apparently, in a, in a two, so he has a history of this. In 2018, McMaster also compared Democrats to dogs. Kind of reminds me of the stuff that Hitler used to do, where he called Jews rats. Um, but people don't like when those comparisons are drawn. And I, I mean, I understand why some people, you know, think that it, you know, it's it's maybe not fair to make that jump. But um, you know, fascism does come in. Uh, hand in hand with dehumanization and uh they call people dogs and that you're gonna hunt them <laughs> with dogs too you're gonna hunt them with their own people it's uh it's not good it's not a good look um 
In an email in response to the Greenville News, McMaster's communications director, Brandon Charachak, said the governor meant the comment as a joke. I agree. He probably did mean it as a joke. And honestly, it is kind of funny. But when you're the governor of a state, you can't make jokes like that. And I think it's a lot of people took a you know, uh, unfortunately, took a lot of license from Trump that you're allowed to say whatever you want. And no, you're not. I don't know why Trump gets a pass. God love him. But you, you really can't be saying stuff like that. Um, and apparently he's been making this joke at GOP conventions for years. And every day, South Carolinans understand that it's a, it's a joke, Charachak said. If South Carolina Democrat partisans can no longer bear lighthearted jokes made at their expense, then maybe they should focus their energy on winning and not whining. Basically, this dude just said, yo, if, the, if, 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 if y'all want to stop being such big cucks, then uh, and get over it and maybe win. But um, uh, chief, or, uh, or no, here, oh, chief, I can't read apparently. I my eyes, I, maybe I'm losing my eyesight a little bit. Honestly, uh, it is kind of small text. But uh, Chris Sally, chair of the Anderson County Democratic Party, said in a statement yesterday, Governor Henry McMaster threatened me my family, and thousands of other Anderson County residents were Democrats when he said he looks forward to the day he can hunt us with dogs. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of it is kind of fucked up. I think he's kind of um, making a jump there, but uh, I agree it's messed up. Uh, if the governor is not willing to apologize and retract this racially tinged dog whistle, Anderson County Democrats joined the Charleston County Democratic Party in asking the South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division to open an investigation into this threat and incitement of political violence, Sally added. The Democratic Party stands for South Carolina, where no one is above the law and expects the same of SLED, or SLED, South, uh, what is it? South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division, pretty cool acronym, and our governor. The Charleston County Democratic Party also released a statement after McMaster's comments. We cannot continue to normalize threats of political violence from the leadership of the Republican Party. If the governor does not retract and apologize, SC State Law Enforcement Division should investigate this threat. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe don't call them, them, them dogs. I, I can't think of any time. I mean, it's one thing if you, if you said the Democrats got that dog in them. If you said that, I could I could roll with that. But um, yeah, you shouldn't com- compare people to dogs. It's not a, it's not good. It's never really good. Like a, she's a dog, or uh, you know, it's not good. It's not good. But uh, beautiful story. Another beautiful story out of the heartland of America. Um, I I so the next thing I want to talk about. This is just came up into my head, and um, and I feel like I've heard of this before. But I had never really put much thought into it or looked it up. And um, I was just thinking, because, you know, there's competitions for everything. And I was like, I wonder if they have competitive yoga. And if they do, how contradictory that truly would be. Like, I've done, I practice my fair share of yoga. I don't know all the disciplines. Don't at me. Don't, you know, don't ask me to, uh, uh, to do a cat-cow in front of a, a crowd of people so I can be ridiculed but or a downward dog in front of my ex-wife. But anywho, um, you know, I've done, I've done a few poses here and there. And um, 
I always found it weird how there was like, you know, especially when I was in LA um, briefly for like, was it, I guess, 10 and a half months or whatever the fuck it was. There was a lot of influencer yoga people and I felt like their own progress was a competition with other people. And where I always loved that aspect of yoga that I felt was this competition within myself and like a, uh, a, um, a journey of self-discipline and, um, and also like measure measurable success with like, you know, with setting goals. It's, it's a, it's a, um, and then also on top of it, it, um, provides like a sense of clarity after finishing a yoga, uh, a yoga session and then like lying on the mat. Uh, I feel like you have a real good opportunity for meditation. And that's the only time that I've ever really said like, oh, you know what? I meditated. I've closed my eyes and, you know, um, thought about every negative decision I've ever had in my life. It's called going to bed. But I've never meditated other than when I was doing yoga, I would say. But um, I'm just going to read a little bit about this. This is the Wikipedia article. I'm not going to go into like all the stuff like I found some websites that had competitions and there's like videos of the events like I could care less about all that shit but I just love that this ex- that this exists so there's a Wikipedia <laughs> Wikipedia page called, titled competitive yoga competitive yoga is the performance of asanas in sporting competitions the activity is controversial as it appears to conflict with the nature of yoga the international fed this is the history the International Federation of Sports Yoga has organized annual championships since 1989 and is led by Fernando Estevez Griego, also known as Swami Maitriananda. I came and say that. These competitions are not restricted to asanas, but cover all eight limbs of yoga identified in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. The 1989 competition was held in Montevideo, with the Asana competition in Pondicherry. Competitive yoga has been practiced by adults in America since 2009 under the auspices of the nonprofit organization USA Yoga. Competitions were later introduced from children from the age of seven. The, f- the fiercely contested Bishnu Charan Ghosh Cup is held annually in Los Angeles. Ghosh inspired the yoga style of Bikram Chowdhury, the founder of Bikram Yoga. And Chowdhury has been closely associated with the America's competitive yoga from its inception. The documentary film. Oh, okay. Yeah, what a joke. Could you imagine going, you go to work, you, know, you live your life, you're doing all this stuff, and you drop like $50 to go to some stupid convention center to watch people compete, uh, compete in something that is really a... a, a, a uh, a journey of self-discovery. These people are jerk-offs. But then, um, yeah, I love this line. <laughs> I'm just going to end it because I think it, cause it, it really uh, uh, encapsulates this whole thing. The idea, the, sport or spiritual? This is a new section. The idea of competitive yoga seems an oxymoron to some people in the yoga community. I, um, I'm not in the community. I don't know if I necessarily want to be in the toxic yoga community. But that is a beautiful, beautiful statement. And, um, I know, and you think about, uh, there's so many other great pastimes like, um, horseball because, uh, I did not know that horseball was a real thing because my brother used to always say, um, that he was playing horseball at the Y 
like he was going to the YMCA and playing horseball or either racquetball or horseball. These are both of them were lies. And um, I don't think if he's been to the YMCA, it's only been maybe once or twice in his life. I don't think he's been many times. But um, horseball is like this game where you you it's kind of like um, wait, what was it? I forget if it's like soccer. I think it's like soccer on horseback. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Horseball is a sport played on horseback where a ball is handled and goals are scored by shooting it through a hoop with a di- di- uh, diameter of one meter. So I guess it's kind of like handball on a horse, which also that sounds like um, some some sort of um, deviant act. Yeah, 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 had her over. We're playing handball on a horse. It's like you kiss your mother with that mouth. But um, I think just briefly I have to talk about it because I, well, I wasn't even planning on it. And I've I've mentioned one that my brother did uh, where we get those weird text messages from, you know, bullshit numbers. And they're claiming to be someone else like, oh, are you this person and blah, blah, blah. And then they start sending you pictures. So I had one before that was uh, that was that was beautiful. Um, and I'm just going to read the thread real quick, but, um, so it starts with, hi, I said, who is this? The person says me. Oh, I'm Eli from fashion studio from San Francisco. How is your weekend, darling? So I was like, what the fuck? It's Monday. How is my weekend? The weekend's over, but I did a little research. I was like, you know what? There probably is some sort of national holiday going on or national day and I, I you know I wasn't thinking about it because you know um it's been I've been so busy so I looked up and I found out that it was national vanilla pudding day so I said oh Eli from San Fran I should have known happy holidays to you as well enjoying this three-day weekend I love how my new company recognizes my religion and lets me take off for national vanilla pudding day how is your special needs nephew? I hope he isn't locked in like last Christmas. Ha ha, though it was a forbidden joy to see him convulse under the mistletoe. I then got this reply. Excuse me? Aren't you the Mr. Josh? The person who visit my fashion studio regarding our advertisement. And I said, yes, hon, from Jake. <laughs> I can't even fucking say that laughing. <laughs> yes, hon. From Drake and Josh, the tubby one. I actually lost weight since you last saw me on that set in Studio City. And she said, what? And then she sends me a picture of like an an attractive girl in in like a low cut shirt with a Yankees hat on, like some uh, Latina woman. Do you know me? And then I wrote, yeah, you still got those beautiful honkers, LMFAO. Please do not tell my ex-wife that I'm even texting you. We broke up because I don't understand technology and I wouldn't look her in the eyes without crying. And then she said, she replies, what are you talking about? If you are not the person, don't behave like this. Tell me that so I can know that. What kind of person you are? I said, what the fuck? You act like you don't even know me. I'm 6'7", 480 pounds of white trash. I will literally eat my own ass in front of a crooked cop. I don't give a fuck if it's a rising mercury retrograde right now. I would pierce my nips if I had the money. And then uh, I got, what the fuck are you talking right now? I was expecting Mr. Josh, the professional photographer. Do you have any mental condition? 
Every one of them, sister. I got Australia on my fucking back. I rep Australia and then put an Australian flag. So heavy. Goodbye and have a nice day. That's what she said. And then I replied to finish it off. Thank you. Have a nice night. Smiley face. But I just love getting those. And I don't know if I'm interacting with a real person or like if they just don't speak the same language as me. I don't really know. Um, But I love getting those messages. And I really don't understand what the purpose is. Are they eventually going to ask for my banking information? I've never gotten them to stay on the hook long enough because I usually offend them in some sort of way. But I don't know what what is the path to get to the to the, you know, to the treasure with these people. I don't know. But back to um, stuff that I'm supposed to talk about um, was, you know, I had I hadn't talked about this and um, I had seen the video right when I had come out when that dude uh, in New York City subway, uh, the Marine uh, put the homeless man that was a Michael Jackson impersonator in a in a rear naked choke and then just choked him to death while other people on the subway like literally helped restrain him so he could choke him to death. The, I, 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 I'm going to speak my piece on it, but I just want to uh, just reference this article where he made a statement about it, which I thought was absolutely absurd. So this is from insider.com. Daniel Penny, who choked a homeless man to death on the subway, says, it's a little bit comical because I love all people. Dude, if you love all people, why in the fuck are you putting someone in a rear naked choke for like over 10 minutes? And if you're, if you were a a Marine and you, you know, are able, you think that you're able to carry yourself as a, as a fighter or like a martial artist or something, there's so many different ways to control people and to, to completely uh, dominate them without having to choke them. And to threaten someone's life, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, you could just grab someone's head and their arm and um, even lock their arms down with your legs. You could, um, you know, put them into like a body triangle and control their arms. Most people that don't know how to grapple, they're not going to be able to get out of it. And um, he was putting in a pretty serious rear naked choke on this guy and choking him. It's just like, I don't understand. And also, if you know... um, combat sports like you could just put that guy to sleep and then probably just like you know watch him and then wait till he wakes up and you know restrain him again like you don't have to hold someone in a choke for that long it's absolutely ridiculous if you get somebody uh in a in a choke good enough you could put someone to sleep in like you know five seconds less than that sometimes but because a lot of people are accusing him of racism and he's just saying oh i love all people and um, and he also told the New York Post that he's not a vigilante, but a normal guy who always does what he thinks is right. This guy is such a piece of shit. I can't even believe that. And a lot of people are like defending, oh, this guy, you know, he's going crazy on the train. It's like, dude, just tackle the guy. He's a homeless dude. What is he? You think that he's like in the best shape of his life? He's probably not. Probably losing his mind, having a mental, like a mental health event. And um And it's really sad that that's how, you know, somebody would handle that situation, but it's ridiculous. And anyone that's, anyone that's supporting this dude for doing that. And like, I've seen a little bit of it on Twitter and people saying like, oh, what did you expect the guy? Yeah. You had to take charge in the situation. Good for him. It's like, you know, someone lost their life because of this. 
and the guy was probably just a nutcase and um it's really sad honestly but i just i just think it's funny that that's dude you shouldn't even be talking to the media in any sense right now what are you an idiot it just proves that this guy's an idiot like you want to absolve yourself of guilt so bad why don't you develop a case with your goddamn lawyer don't talk to the fucking press any goddamn circumstance right now absolute selfish idiot then i gotta we gotta keep it a little bit oh oh man it's a race against the clock right now i gotta get my charger real quick holy shit all right i'm back Woo! All right, so uh, yeah, I didn't realize how low my battery was on my um, my laptop, but you know, I just I think I'm gonna bookend it with a crazy article. And I actually thought when I saw the thumbnail that it was something to do with another article we had gone over on the podcast with uh, a doppelganger murder uh, where this girl in Germany killed killed this killed this girl to stage her own death. But it's not. It's another doppelganger case. But uh, it's, it's super. It's honestly crazy. It's the woman that did this is an absolute savage. They should make um, some sort of like documentary on all this because it sounds like she's committed more crimes than she's gotten in trouble for. But this was from NPR. A woman gets 21 years for trying to kill her doppelganger with poison cheesecake. So a Russian woman living in New York City was sentenced to 21 years in jail for poisoning her similar-looking friend with sedative lace cheesecake, then sealing her identification and other valuables. A jury convicted Victoria Nasarova, 47, of attempted murder, assault, and other charges in February. Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz announced her sentence this week, nearly seven years after the made-for-TV incident. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow, I'm, I'm some TV exec. This apparently is something that was on television already. Just shows how much I watch TV. I stay watching shows from the you know early 2000s over and over again because it was the, the pinnacle of of uh, dramatic television series. Shout out to HBO. But um, let's see. This is uh, what Kat said in the statement: a ruthless and calculating con artist is going to prison for a long time for trying to murder her way to a personal profit and gain uh, and gain thankfully the victim survived the attack on her life her attack the attack on her life and we, we were able to deliver deliver justice to her the new york post reports that the judge delivering nasarova sentence called her an extremely dangerous woman with a diabolical scheme and that she cursed him as she left the courtroom nasarova's lawyer told NPR an email that he has filed an appeal against the verdict and sentencing, will, which will focus on legal procedural errors and evidentiary issues that occurred during her trial. The, the defense believes that Judge Holder's sentence was excessive and inappropriate, given Ms. Nesarova's life circumstances, her mental illness history, family support, and her traumatic experiences while living in the United States. So she's a Russian national. She's likely to be deported uh, after her release from prison. And um, prosecutors argued that Nasarova had poisoned her friend in order to steal her identity so that she wouldn't have to return to Russia, where she was wanted for a 2014 murder. Jesus Christ. 
And um, yeah, so Nazarova brought a cheesecake over to to Beautician Olga Tizvik. I can't even say that name. Home on August 28th of 2016. The two were close in age. Uh, Sivek was 35 and appearance at the time. The district attorney office notes, both had dark hair, the same complexion, and other f- similar physical traits. It said, additionally, they were both Russian speakers. Uh, Sivek has a Ukrainian passport, um, according to the BBC and NBC News. Nasarova ate two pieces of cheesecake and offered the third slice to Sivek. The BBC reports, oh boy, the train. Uh, Sivek felt sick after eating the cheesecake and went to lie down and was violently vomiting, floating in and out of consciousness and terrified that something was seriously wrong with her. Uh, the, the assistant DA, Konstantinos Liturgis, said at the trial. Um, Sivik said the last thing she remembered before passing out was seeing Nasarova walking around her room. The next day, a friend of uh, Tizovic discovered her unconscious in bed with pills scattered all, all around her body as if she had attempted to kill herself, prosecutors said. She was taken to a hospital for treatment. And upon returning home, she realized that her passport and employment authorization card were missing, as were a gold ring and other unspecified valuables. Federal law enforcement agents tested the cheesecake residue in the empty dessert container as well as the pills found on the floor near Tzivik. Both came back for finazepam, which prosecutors describe as a highly potent sedative that is available for prescription in Russia and it's not controlled in the U.S. Uh, I'm guessing it's some sort of benzodiazepine that we don't uh, push here in this country. And um, yeah, she laced, so she laced her friend's cheesecake with 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 basically Xanax with attempts to kill her, absolutely demonic, and um, oh yeah, this wasn't her first brush with the law or with poison. She was accused of killing her friend Ala Alexenko and stealing her life savings in Russia in 2014. The following year, Interpol issued a red notice for Nasarova's arrest for murder. In other words, a request to law enforcement worldwide to locate and provisionally arrest a person pending their extradition or surrender. And then private investigator Herman Weinberg told CBS News that once in New York, Nasarova began working as an escort or dominatrix who would sedate her clients and then rob them of their jewelry and other possessions. This woman was a fucking nut. Still is, probably. One of them, Ruben Brokoff testified in Nasarova's trial that she drugged him during a date, after which he woke up with $2,600 in unknown charges on his credit card and a missing watch. Nasarova was arrested in March 2017 on charges, including attempted murder and grand larceny. And then the following year, uh, Nasarova said, uh, when she was in Rikers Island, that the Russian police were framing her for the 2014 murderer. I am not a killer. I'm woman, only woman. And I think that's a statement that in this day and age, we can all live live with. And I'd like to say um, to, uh, what's her name again? I know her last name. Uh, what's your name? Okay, Victoria Nasarova, if you're listening from Rikers Island, first off, props pretty dope that you got a phone in and that you you tuned into the you know what i mean podcast hope you're doing well secondly i wanted to tell you i'm also a woman i'm only a woman thank you